This week on Survivor. Woohoo! Episode one. We back. We back. Did you enjoy the first episode? I greatly enjoyed the first episode. Uh, it was fantastic. A full two hours of Survivor. I know. Uh, we were spoiled with two hours and now going into next week when it's just going to be one. It's going to be like, ah, I need more. I know. Halfway through the, the episode, I was very upset that I couldn't binge it. I know. We're back to the old days. Yes. Of just binging. Like, I mean, not binging. Not binging, Yes. Um, but yeah, it was a great episode. What did you think about it? I liked it. It was, there's so much to look into, but at the same time, you're kind of just like, it's like you're watching a bunch of old friends. Like, I think you said this, it was like a high school reunion where people are coming back and they're like, they look a little different. They have kids, they're married, uh, and and it, that just it changes people like we talked about last week, and you really see that it does. So even in the first two hours, all of that was happening, and it'll just be interesting to see as it continues how people's games will be played differently. I I agree, and Parvati even mentioned that, saying like I'm a mom now. I I came in, I was single, I flirted really. Hard and like that's what I remember from like what I've seen of poverty. Like I've seen her mostly like it's like flirting things, and she's like I was single, but now I'm married, have kids, so it's you know she's different now. Instead of playing the flirting card, she says she's gonna be playing the mom card, but everybody has the parent card. It seems like it's it's strange, and for somebody who's like you've watched Survivor from the start. So, like, for me, it like, I get the sense that it's, like, a high school reunion, but I don't know. You know, like, I don't, I don't get it on, on the level you probably do. I know, I just feel like I didn't get invited, and I really want to be there. So, at least I get to watch, but I've changed, too. Over 20 years? I was four. Now From I'm four to 24. 24. I have a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was really just cute. But you're not a millionaire like those guys. No. That one scene at the well between Tyson, Sarah, and Amber, where they were all talking about what they did for their kids so that they wouldn't miss them, or the, the like exercises they implemented to make sure that they didn't miss them too much. And they have the calendars, or Tyson had Daisy Rope, or whatever he called it. And it's just like... Daisy Chain. Daisy Chain, yeah. It was a, that was a sweet moment amongst the war. Also, just on the note of talking about how people have changed, my example in my last episode, I didn't fact check myself and you didn't fact check me, and I said that Ethan won season two, he won season three. So it's not... The years aren't different. I said it was 20 years ago. Still was around 20 years ago, but they were different seasons. So I just want to check myself at the door with that one. It's a good thing you do because I would have had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my mom who told me. Oh, there you go. Fact checker of my life. Um, 
Want to get right into it? Yeah, let's get into it, and then we can start talking about whatever this episode yeah. has to offer, which is a lot. Okay, so synopsis, and we're going to do it chunk by chunk, sentence by sentence, kind of, but they may be run-on sentences, and I'll start. Go ahead. Okay, so we start with the two groups of people coming in on boats to a little island where Jeff is waiting for them, and he has champagne, and they all celebrate before the war begins. And Jeff does a weird accent. And then they get split up into two tribes. The blue tribe is Sele. The red tribe is Decal. And Jeff is like, surprise, there's an immunity challenge right now. The immunity challenge starts. They try to grab a big donut in the middle of the ocean. Jeff is waist high in the ocean as well. So deep, almost swimming. Uh, the red team wins by grabbing the donut and bringing it to their stick in the ocean. All right, then we see both tribes arriving at their proper camps, and we forgot to mention the fire tokens, so we'll mention it here. They read about the currency of these fire tokens, and also, Edge of Extinction is back. What? Uh, then... Oh, then... What are their names? I'm so bad uh, with names. What What are their names? Uh, Max and... <laughs> <laughs> Adam and Denise. Adam and Denise uh, go searching for a well, have no idea how to use a map, get lost, get accused of trying to be sneaky, uh, come back to camp, take it away. All these different alliances start to be formed. Rob and Parvati form an alliance, even though the last time they were playing together, they were at each other's necks. What? And now um, it keeps coming up that Rob and Tyson are BFFLs and they played poker together? Huh? Who knew? Then it's, a mu- then it's tribal. And everyone's really nervous. They're all like, oh my gosh, who are we going to vote out? Stakes are so high. They're all winners. Two million dollars on the line. Natalie gets voted out. She goes to extinction. Uh, she goes to extinction. Re- the first time she's voted out ever. Gets there. Reads the rules of extinction. And fire coins. Uh, she figures those out. Um, walks across the whole island just to find a little piece of paper and then sells her immunity to Sandra. Okay, then we're at the next immunity challenge. And right off the bat, Decal has a lead because the blue team drove their boat right into the platform. It's crazy. There's madness. They're driving their boat everywhere. They can't get the thing. Finally, they get the knots undone. The other team is able to just launch everyone over the, over the log. Blue team, not so lucky. Rob single-handedly launches every single member of his team over that log. They then race up to show, figure out the, the puzzle and win. That's a sentence. <laughs> yes, so Sele wins second immunity. And there's that little look between Rob and Amber because now Amber's team is going to uh, tribal. 
And then we're back with them at their camp. And again, who's voting for who? Who's an alliance? We don't know. There actually is an alliance forming between um, Wendell, Sophie, Yule, and Nick as like people who have only played once and don't really have any other connections outside of the game. So there's that. But then there's also all these other alliances. They chat. <laughs> they go to tribal. And my dreams are crushed because my pick to win gets voted out. Amber. And she gives her firecorn to Rob. Yes. Which is a given. Okay. And there you have it. There you go. Every, a very detailed and very undetailed very, version. Yeah, you don't happened. you don't even really need to watch the show anymore. You have us to do this for you. Well, I hope you did watch the show cuz if not, spoiler alerts. True. A little late for that cuz we just told you the two people who got voted out. But with extinction, people can come back. Mhm. That's what I'm hoping for with Amber so I'm not completely wrong on the first on hashtag episode. Amber 2020. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was our synopsis. And now we'll get into our theme discussion. And this week's theme was submitted by a fan. And the theme is reputation. And I first want to get right into it with the edge of extinction and the reputation that has amongst players and amongst people of the show because that season edge of extinction kind of in my opinion left a bad taste in your mouth about what edge of extinction is because I felt like I didn't even get to know the players they didn't know what was going on and then someone who spent the whole game on the edge of extinction one, and it was just like it was a very confusing season because I the feel whole like season because dude spent the whole time, yeah, she was the first one voted out. I just felt like they didn't um split the time evenly. Like, if you're gonna make it such a big deal, then I don't know, it just was lacking in my opinion. So, I'm hoping um that that reputation can be redeemed, and I think it's already great, it's starting off on a better note by them by Jeff saying edge of extinction is in play you will go there like they don't even have the choice anymore to um not go they can put the flag up when they get there but remember last time they could either go or just go home no one did that but it was an option and now it's not anymore and everyone knows that you do have a second chance and I think that's fair because These people... The only thing I don't like about Extinction that really grinds my gears about it is that we are getting robbed of so many great Ponderosa videos. It's true. I love a good Ponderosa video. So that is how I feel about Edge of Extinction. (laughs) Um, A lot of the players came in And I think it's to be expected. And I think this is also why this theme works so well for this episode. Everyone is either embracing this reputation they already have or trying to distance themselves from it. 
even Sandra, who is like the self-titled queen of Survivor, told Wendell not to, t- not to call her that because it was going to put a target on her back when she always is calling herself the queen. Like it was, I thought that was a weird moment of this reputation you've built for yourself and now you're trying to hide it. Yeah, it's strange because she said, like, don't call me that because it'll put a uh, target on my back. But, like, she, that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she's the only two-time winner. And she said, like, oh, they're going to come after my crown. What, like, what, but like, she, she already has that reputation. Like, she, Wendell doesn't have to call her queen for people to know that. People know who Sandra is. Um, but even with Wendell, I had said last time, like, the reason I picked him was because he's a furniture builder and all this stuff, and even this time, even something as little as that, he said he's not going to build as much this season. So, it's big personality traits, and even, like, stuff that you probably wouldn't even really notice. Mm -hmm. And that's something he's choosing not to do, and, you know, kind of change his reputation on... Which is not a good or bad reputation to have, but people are changing. Um, Another person who was uh, put in a situation where they couldn't handle a reputation was Ben with Rob. He, He, like, became a little puppy when he was around Rob and just told him everything he wanted to tell him. And he, he said, like... I'm a fan, and, and that's what's so interesting about this season and having all these people. You have Nick and Adam, who are mega fans, who've recently won and grew up watching the people who they're playing against now, and, and it's true, like, you're teammates, but you're also looking up to these people and respecting the reputations they've made for themselves in the game, and the game has given Rob that reputation, C season 39 island of the idols statue of rob in the sand right which was brought up multiple times this episode well it's true like they they did get that big bust of themselves in on in fiji on probably the same island that they're on so you know it's they they definitely have built i i feel like rob I've never, I've never seen Boston Rob play before, but I was like absolutely amazed because Ben last season that he when he was playing was a very like uh, he he wasn't very like he wasn't emotional. He was very like I'm an, I'm ex marine. I'm you know a very serious military guy. Didn't really like like opened up about it a little bit like when the pop started in the fire like he had to walk away and he did open up a little bit but it wasn't to the extent that like he was like giddy talking about Boston Rob and like how he couldn't hide anything from him he's and he even told Rob he's like oh man you're good and Rob's like what are you talking about but it's it, it is that reputation I think I think Boston Rob is that kind of like like, straight-to-the-point guy. Like, when he went up to Danny, and he was like, I appreciate your honesty. And I think he's, like... I think that, like, Boston, like, construction worker, he's a very, like, to-the-point, like, no bull 
I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, but the no bull, you know what? <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like he's uh, like he he's a great like he he's got a good, and if that's how he's played before, great reputation. Mm-hmm. And and like they've all said, that's a threat. But they all, he said at tribal you can find a reason to vote every single person out here. And it's obviously they all won. They all know how to mm-hmm. play somewhat to get them to the end and to get the votes. That's true. Everybody has a reason to get voted out because everybody has a reputation this season. Like mm-hmm. when people play before, sometimes they come back and you know how they are or like what they're, you know, what, how they play or, or whatever that may be. But this season, like everyone has played like sometimes even more than once. So you've, they've been able to, to watch and like understand. And like, so the, the reputation has been built from just playing. And that's not something that you really got for every single player in a season. Yeah. And I really liked what, um, Adam said at Tribal, we brought it up before during our synopsis that they got, him and Denise got a target immediately painted on their backs because they disappeared. And within the game of Survivor, you get a bad reputation if you leave the camp. Like Tony said, he was careful not to do it because the first time or the first day of his last season, he ran around trying to find the idol, but he knew better this time. This, with Adam and Denise, it seems like they're making an innocent mistake, but they've now have this bad reputation of being the first people to go look for an idol. And then at Tribal, Adam was like, this new relationship, we've known each other one day, and you have people who are married out here, and we have a worse reputation or we have a bigger target on our back. It just doesn't make sense. And it's, it's so true because these winners do have these circles that they've made for themselves because Survivor has been their life. And so they have their Survivor friends. And for a lot of it, they're out here playing with their friends. And that was something else I wanted to bring up. Didn't it sometimes... Okay, you know when you're watching basketball, I've noticed this recently... You're like, okay, they have to not like each other because they're on separate teams. Like, you have that mentality when you're watching. But then after, they all hug, and they're friends. They hang out, um, even though they're not on the team. And it's just kind of like, it's like something you shouldn't be seeing. Like, I don't want to know that you guys like each other. I want you to be head-to-head. And I've gotten the feeling... um, from watching this, that it's the same thing. Like, at the end of it, they're all still going to be friends. But for these next 40 days, like, are they friends or are they not? Well, I think it was also brought up in the episode. It's $2 million. I, oh, Nick, he did say something. And uh, it was actually really good. He said, like, you know, with $2 million, like, the second that that was announced... They weren't trying to figure out how am I going to get that in somebody else's pocket. They're, they want it in their own pocket, which who wouldn't? It's $2 million for 40 days of work. So yeah. it, I think 
I think that does change things up quite a bit. And, you know, you're going... Like, if if you're going up for $2 million against anybody, whether you are friends, it may be your poker buddies, and you play poker together, or whatever it may be, when you put $2 million on the line, you will backstab your best friend. Yeah. That is just... It's it's going to be clear to see it, and this is you know Survivor being such a social experiment. We're about to see two million dollars and see what the the mice in the test tube do. Yeah, I know, because sometimes it's just so fun to be like, oh, they're all having fun, and like all these people who you love are together on an island, and um, and then other times it's just like cutthroat and, and they don't even know what's going on. And I just want to commend the editors during the part when Kim would walk up to the group and everyone would just go silent. The music that was accompanying that scene just made it so funny. And I just love the Survivor editors because they They're make so great moments. They're so good. But then sometimes they get a little carried away. Like, you get one nice shot of a snake fighting a crab, and you get you, you do two shots of it. It comes on, it leaves, and then it comes back later. Yeah, but don't you know that's all symbolism? I know, but I feel like that one, they just got a little too... They're like, oh, this, we never get two animals fighting. Yeah. That's, they usually get, like, one snake on their own, or a crab. Or spiders. And if any Survivor editor is listening, stop with the spiders. I, I, I don't need those. But anything else goes. Okay, so who do you think has the most... Um, who do you think has the most dangerous reputation in the game at this moment? Sandra. She's won twice. I think, I think people know... Like how she plays, I don't because I haven't watched those seasons. Uh, but I think Sandra definitely has like the the reputation that will hurt her the most because she's the only two time winner, and everybody else on the season will become a two time winner except Sandra. So they definitely want to take that away from her. Why do you think Natalie sent her the immunity idol? I'm really hoping. That fired coins will. I, I like. I'm hoping that that fire coin, like Sandra giving it up, will ultimately be her demise. You know, like remember last season they went to go grab something in the tree, and they 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 thought that they had seen. It was like a immunity idol or something, and they went and grabbed it from the tree. And then it was like, oh, just kidding, not an immunity idol, but this is a no, it was like a no vote or something, right? I think that's what it was. So I'm hoping that this is kind of like that, because nobody really knows how fire coins are going to play out. Mm-hmm. Like, we know that you can buy, like, a six-pack of beer. Yeah, that's weird. Which is probably gonna, what I would, would end up spending so drunk. on. Because they're eating nothing, they'd that's get so true. drunk. That's true. So that's probably your best bang for your buck, really. One fire coin for a six-pack. But I'm hoping that that's actually going to 
not benefit her in the long run. Yes, now she has an immunity idol, but that fire coin might be more useful down the road. Just like a delayed gratification more than just like an immediate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you think has the... I don't know. Like, they all... There's some people who I kind of forget what they did, and other than the fact that they're a, a winner makes them... But then they're all on even ground, like you said. Like, it has to be Rob. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, like... He's the player. That's fair. It's fair, because... He and we we saw it in action twice, like the way he just literally carried his team through that challenge, and then Jeremy did get all the rings like that. Obviously, they both did it together. The whole team, you know. But the way that like they all just know to do it as a team, and Rob is automatically like put into that team leader, and people follow him, and people listen to him. And they did that. People confide in him. People did that um, before he even like was who he is now. So, I don't know. And now that Amber has been sent to the edge of extinction, I think he has anger that will fuel his game. But back with what you're saying about his reputation, Amber wouldn't be there if it wasn't for him. That's the the only reason Amber got voted off is because she's married to Rob. Yeah, like, I think if they both played separately, they'd have less of a target. When you know that if these two make it to emerge, they have a bond deeper than any other bond that anyone else has, that is a threat, but if they were playing individually. So I think the reputation of, like, Rob and Amber is a lot bigger and like you said, because the two of them are there together, that is what sent Amber home, or to the edge of extinction. Yeah. So well, that's I what's don't know. crazy about the season. Like last season, nobody, or sorry, last time they had extinction, nobody knew that they were going to extinction. This season, they know. So like, you can kind of tell like people aren't as upset getting voted off this season. Because they're just like, oh, I'll have another sh- shot to get back in the game. And even people were saying like about Extinction that it's like kind of nice because you, you don't have to lie to anybody. Like you're just waiting your turn. Yeah, and you just have to worry about those close-up talking heads. So close. They're so weird. And no ream this season, so... Dude. Probably a lot easier mentally. Yeah. I don't know, they all have reputations, and so I think this was a really great theme to to kick us off. Yeah. Cool, and now on to the outwit, outplay, outlast section. I know who I want for outwit. Do you? <laughs> Can I go all first? Right, yeah, go first. Okay, so I'm picking Adam for outwit. Okay. Do you want to know why? 
I would love to because I would not pick him. I know. He'd be at the bottom of my list. So this I picked up on. Um, he turns the vote against him and puts it on Natalie and Jeremy. It's him who instigates that whole thing. He, because they said, someone tells him, they're talking about you and Denise. I think it's Ben. He's the well. Yeah. Saying you guys left. And he was like, well, what about Natalie and Jeremy? They're best friends. Why don't we split the votes between them? And then literally every, every little alliance gets told Jeremy and Natalie, Jeremy and Natalie. And then who goes home? They split up Jeremy and Natalie. Yeah. And he somehow was able to make that play and get it into everyone's head. See, I just saw him as such a baby. No. When he was like, oh, like he like freaked out. And like I can understand because like just to bring it up again, it's $2 million that's online. So... Yes, I can understand that if you're getting, if people are telling you that you might get voted out. And if you, is, just because you got lost. I know, I like, know, but if, I don't know, he just seemed to take it really hard. Like he had a little, a little blurb around his mouth because he said a little swear word too, but, uh, you know, it's, he just, he, he really I don't know. It wasn't a good sight for me. Like, I didn't like it, like, how he was acting. And, like, at uh, at Tribal, the, like, how he was act, ha- acting, I just, I didn't like it. I found him, like, very babyish, and I wasn't, he would have been the last person I'd pick. Well, but now that you say that, I realize it. I yeah. I do like I I I respect your pick a lot more because I didn't notice at all through my hatred for him. Oh I wouldn't gosh. call it hatred. Um, no, but I, I I didn't notice that he was the one that was instrumental behind it. He was. So that is who outwitted the best for me this week. Your your pick. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't go with something that good. My pick was Boston Rob. I don't think that it was just Ben being starstruck that got him to confide in Rob. I I think Rob has a real like way to connect with people. And that is what makes people open up. I, I think that's kind of the player he is. And he even mentioned during the, during the show uh, that old-time players try to make connections where, like, the new guys, they're just trying to see who to vote out next or whatever. Like, they're not trying to connect the same way, like, the older players do. And, like, I don't know how true that is, but... I, I feel like he has, like, a real, like, he, he can connect with people and get a Marine who's probably trained in, like, 
negotiation tactics and everything and just to blurb out everything that he knows. So I'd say that's pretty outwitted or maybe outplayed. I don't know. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, For my outplay, I went strictly challenge-based, and um, it's between Rob and Jeremy, like I said, because they both played really important roles in in their team winning uh, the second immunity challenge. So we've talked a lot about Rob, so I'll give it to Jeremy, um, just because he was able to get those rings on those hooks with the weirdest technique I've ever seen. Yeah, that was an awful technique, but somehow was perfect. He got them, so it was like he was just launching them willy-nilly, but... I know, there was no... Like, they were flipping through the air, so it didn't seem like it should have worked at all, but he got it on his first try, and then I think only missed, like, one or two, which is crazy. Um, My pick... I I probably would have said Rob as well because, like, the outwitting is kind of, like, outplaying too because it is part of the game. And he was... He threw Parvati into the air. like He threw them all. Yeah, but Parvati, like, flew over the... Like, he, like, threw her for real. Other people he, like, helped up. Um, But with that, also... Uh, he was the only he was the only team member to get a point for the first challenge alongside Ben. I'll pick Ben because Ben was dragging three grown men with that donut. They were all like trying to pull away. Well, I guess Rob was like trying to help, but I think he was like kind of off, and it was like mostly just Ben like pulling the whole thing. To, like by himself pretty much mm-hmm. I'd put him at, at outplay I thought that was pretty impressive okay and for outlast so this is based on this episode who's gonna win in so long but we have to decide because that's what we said we would do so I'm sticking to my guns and I'm saying parf I just have a really, really good feeling. I think she's getting, like, an appropriate amount of screen time to go far. Like, I think Ben's getting too much. And I feel like they try to pack it up if they're gone too soon. I don't know. It's hard. Like, you can analyze it and and try to make sense of it, which I've tried to do in the past, and it doesn't work. Or, no, I think, like, this I think time I'm not, even, I'm not even going by... Like, edits. Mm. I don't want to play like that because then you're just getting two. Like, who? Oh, who is the first person to have a talking head? Last season, for example, it was Karishma. Who Ugh. was nowhere near ever being considered to be the sole survivor, in my opinion. Not she after, made like, it two episodes. To, she made it far, but not playing a respectful no, game. No, not, not for that reason. I don't even want to consider those types of tools that help you make your decisions I solely want to go on my gut and who I feel good about and I think it will be par through 
mm. this whole season. And I'll tell you something. You know that Jeff did an interview with ET Canada and wrote down who he thinks is going to win. Yes. And he wrote down Parv. Did he? Yeah. Who did the girl write down? I'm not going to tell you until you tell me you're at last. Okay. Um, I agree with you that, like, it. I don't think the, the TV time actually matters because there's so many episodes and, like, a lot changes and people get a lot more screen time than a lot less. Um, yeah, like, remember Dean? Had yeah. nothing. He was well, just some idiot. And then he... DK chilling at the end. DK chilling. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And also with, like, the outplay, I just thought about this. Now, like, people who kind of lay low, like, Nick is the perfect example because he's the second most recent winner. But Tommy was like that as well, where they just laid low, got no TV time. And then at the end, they're controlling everything. So, I, like, I, I, I don't think TV time... I just like to speculate... Um, my outlast, going with my boy Wendell again, because he did lay low. He didn't, you know, like, you, you can't, like, if you're too good at challenges, like, Rob, like, Rob showed up to be, like, so good, where he pretty much single-handedly helped his team win that second challenge, um, that puts a target on your back. Which doesn't make you last that long. You at least have to make it to the merge, because then once you start winning, you're safe. But I'll, I'll say Wendell. Wendell's so nice. I, I like him a lot. I just want to be buddies with him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a wholesome winner. And I know last week I said I like a good wholesome winner, and then I said I hope Parvati wins. But... I like men wholesome winners and girls because you just always have to be a little bit sassy to get anywhere in life. That's where I'll, I'll leave it. <laughs> then why not Sandra? She's because the she's most sassy. she's rude about it. She she always looks disappointed at every like always disappointed at something. Like when the camera pans around and you see Sandra. Just look of disappointment. She's just like sneaky in ways that aren't part of the game. Like, I don't know, this is going way like deep dive, but I just, it's never like a good play that she makes, I don't find. It's always just, she's like a bully. Right. Well, even tonight, she was, she, or I guess last night, um, she was saying, like, oh, I have this immunity necklace. I'm just going to spread rumors. Yeah. Because I'm safe. And, like, lying is a part of the game. But making up lies just to... On the first vote? Like, I don't know. It's yeah. it was She just rubs me the wrong way. Um, and she's won twice. So get her out of there. Yeah. Probably be cool. I think she's cool. She's so cool. I don't know. I didn't watch any of her seasons, so... I know, you didn't watch anything. It's fine. Um, okay. Yeah. Those are, those are our outlasters for this week. 
Yes. Outwitters, outplayers, and outlasters. I can't wait for next week. Let me figure out what happens. Next week on Survivor. <laughs>